welcome to your podcast or mine, where the creative minds behind the mic are interviewed. Now, let's get things started. Here's your host, Sherry. Welcome to another episode of Your Podcast or Mine. I'm Sherry, and today I'm speaking with Carla and Zoe, the two creative minds behind the number one rerun podcast. So uh, thank you both for joining me uh, today. No, thank you for having us. (laughs) So um, you're both in uh, the UK, so I appreciate the time difference and and for uh, making the time out to be on the show today. So (laughs) thanks for that. so, no, no problem. Uh, we would we normally be out clubbing on a Friday night, but we gave it a miss tonight just for this. <laughs> <laughs> Why you'll, uh, Sh- Sherry, you'll need to uh, you'll you'll get to know Carla's sarcastic sense of humour quite quickly. She's a oh, typical I, I, Brit from that point of view. Well, I I love it. Uh, I'm sarcastic too, but <laughs> in the in the uh, mainly American sarcasm. So, um, <laughs> so we'll get along just fine, I think. Okay. <laughs> so, um, why don't you um, start with how the both of you met each other and what uh, made you decide to start a podcast? Uh, Zoe, do you want to take that one? Yep, sure. So. Um, Carla and I met each other, um, well, what year was it, Carla? Nine, 1998. 19, yeah, 1998, so when we were a lot younger. The and year we um, were born. Yeah, exactly. We've known each other since birth. And um, <laughs> we, uh, so Car- I was working in a cinema, so I was at university, and uh, during the holidays I used to work in a cinema, to earn some money and um, I'd been there probably well a couple of um, done a couple of holiday sessions before Carla joined and Carla joined from another cinema so she was an old pro at uh, this cinema game and how it all worked so um, when she first arrived at the cinema um, so there was a bit of a hierarchy in the way things worked in the sense that you had to start on the on the rubbish jobs to start off with, which was cleaning all of the popcorn out of the uh, out of the screens after each performance and all of that kind of thing. And it was only once you'd been there a while could you reach the heady heights of working in the box office. Well, Carla, because she was an old pro, she was allowed to go straight into the box office. So already she was hated by everybody that worked there um, mm-hmm. as a result of that. Um, so yeah, I don't know how we ended up, I ended up befriending her. I guess I took a bit of pity on her. Um, (laughs) and, and, uh, yeah, we became friends, uh, through that and we literally have been, yeah, in constant contact through all of that period. And it's been what, 21, well, nearly 22 years now. Um, and I can't shake her, so I'm stuck with her. (laughs) I think so Zoe, uh, she she friended me because, unlike Zoe, I didn't go to university, so she needed to get that in. So you know from the off that she's the intelligent one, and I was working full time in the cinema. That was my career. <laughs> so um, I was a training 
I don't know what you want to call it, training officer, if you can have such a thing in the cinema. And I think she befriended me because I let her cheat on the exams and she got a 30 pence pay rise, which is probably around, what, a quarter an hour? Is that worth about like 25 cents, 30p, something like that? Yeah. So I managed to get her up to kind of the heady heights of, of the big bucks in the cinema. So I think that was initially why she befriended me, because she certainly didn't like me when I first joined. Um, I'm not sure she still likes me now, to be honest, but it's just a habit. <laughs> so how did the idea of the podcast come up, and, and when did the, the both of you decide to take the plunge and, and do it? Um, well, I, I already had a podcast, so I've got a, another podcast called Theme Park Films, which um, has been going about three years. And we did a Christmas special on that that Zoe guested on. And actually, this annoyed me, that she was so good when she guested on it. Now, when you do a podcast, it's really hard. You know, there's lots of umming and ahhing and bits that need editing. And then she turns up, never done one, and she was really good, and it infuriated me. So I thought, well, she needs to put them where her mouth is and do one herself. So um, at the time, Zoe was pregnant, and I thought, well, she's got time on her hands now. She's not going to be doing much till the baby goes to school. So I thought, well, I can have a second podcast. And, um, yeah, that's how Zoe got involved. Yeah, I was basically told, Sherry, that I was going to be doing a podcast, that Carla had had this excellent idea of what we could do and that, that I needed to go out and buy myself a microphone and that we were that we were going to start recording it. Absolutely. <laughs> well, I'm glad that, you know, someone told you what to do with your life and, and here's what you need to do to, to do it, you know? So that's yeah. great, you know? Yeah, she she would have just been doing nothing. She would have just been reading baby books and learning how to be a parent. Ridiculous, you know. Let's do something important with your time. Yeah, that's rubbish. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> so, um, tell me a little bit about the the podcast itself. What what is the premise behind it for those who who may not know uh, what Number One Rerun is about? Okay, well, Zoe always summarizes this beautifully, so I'm going to hand over to her. Okay, so the idea of the podcast is that we ask people to let us know about a date, um, and it has to be a specific date. We did at the beginning have a lot of people just giving us 1982, and we'd be like, okay, no, you need to give us a specific date. So it has to be a specific date, and obviously we want it to be some a date that means something to them. So they can submit the date to us either through social media or through email or um, we've started to encourage them to submit them through uh, reviews as well because that also you know, means that we get reviews from them as well. And the idea is that from that date, we look at the number one song in the UK on that date. We look at the number one film in the US on that date. Um, and then we look at the TV schedules and we choose, um, have a choice. One, each of us has a choice of which um, show we would like to talk about. Uh, so we look through what was on that day and we make a call on what are the things we'd like to talk about. So it's working well in the sense that 
it means that for anyone in the UK, we've got a bit of nostalgia from the uh, TV side of things, but equally uh, the song. And then for the guys in the US, we talk about a film, but also sometimes the TV will be a, an American show, or whatever. So whilst it doesn't necessarily mean uh, every, you know, mean anything to everybody, we hopefully um, got it covered in terms of giving something that will trigger a memory for people. Right, and and the last episode uh, covered February nineteenth of nineteen eighty four. That was the the episode that I listened to, and there was quite a bit of controversy uh, between the two of you in in regard to relax and how you um, mentioned to your parents that relax wasn't on top of the pops, and <laughs> yeah. So, so and then you know. The, the debate was how how did you know at that young to to even mention that? You know, so. Yeah, well, I mean, can I, just I mean, say something? Yeah, first? Cool. Yeah. Sherry, uh, uh, Carla claims she can remember things basically from the day that she was born, mm-hmm. and so when she tells me that she has made these remember things or she's made these comments that I mean, I have a child now, and I know that that is not normal what some of the things are that Carla tells me she's capable of recalling or doing or saying or whatever it may be from her childhood. So, frankly, I just don't believe half of the things that come out of her mouth. And on this particular occasion, yes, she was adamant with me that she remembers saying to her parents that it was strange that the number one song wasn't played at the end of Top of the Pops, which is basically, you know, a a chart show. Um, And I don't believe her for a second. Well, I, I, was, I was six, and if you can't remember when you were six, I think that's really sad. I remember from 18 months. And yeah. that. So, okay. Okay, well. Don't, it's best not to on. bring it up again, Sherry. I think it's probably best just to I, let that okay. one go. She, she's, <laughs> you know, she's delusional. <laughs> Oh my gosh! Yeah, well, if there's any, I I can remember things from the time I was six too, but Good. Thank um, you. <laughs> I I can um, not not uh, probably as vividly as you, but I do remember some things. I I remember um, watching. Oh gosh, even even, <laughs> and and this might infuriate you though, but I remember watching like. Um, like Sonny and Cher and and um, the Muppet Show and and you know th- things like that like the the really like great variety shows and and yeah. we had American Bandstand and Solid Gold and and things like that so um, and especially the music ones I remember too so um, fantastic but, well we love yeah. we love the Muppets I'm yeah. a huge fan of the Muppets yeah yeah so, I'm a big fan of anything the Muppets do they uh, they just need to breathe, and I'm excited. So, uh, Disney Plus, have you gotten it yet, or no? Oh, Disney Plus, no. Uh, no, I'm. I'm. We've got so many streaming services. I guess it's the same in uh, America, but um, I haven't done that route yet. Yeah, they they have all the Muppet movies on there. 
um, with the exception of uh, they they don't have the Muppet Show on there yet. They have the the more current one, but they don't have the original. And I guess there's a a whole petition to to get it on there because I I think they own it at this point. But um, yeah, so. Yeah, there's a whole thing about Baby Yoda going around Twitter and, and Facebook. Um, the Mandalorian is a, a new Star Trek thing, but mm-hmm. that's all. But, um, yeah, so you, you were discussing um, Kevin Bacon and, and Footloose, too. And, um, you know, and the thing that I really love about um, other countries besides the United States is that they have all these, like, innovative and, and great commercials that we don't and you know pro- people probably think the same of, of the u.s too but japan is is you know one of the countries that you know all, all these celebrities go to and like some that you wouldn't even think of doing um but kevin bacon did a, a one for ee i think that you were talking about the the mobile phone service and i had to look it up on youtube just so i could get a little bit of understanding for it so i could see you know what what the two of you were talking about. So um yeah, it's, it's nice. a few of them actually the few provided really funny Zoe doesn't like them so mm. No, I'm not a massive fan. I have to say, Sherry, one of the things that I do love is I'm not a big fan of the Super Bowl, but I do love all of the commercials that you have in the States around the Super Bowl. I think it's amazing. Um so yeah, and all these famous faces that pop up randomly advertising random products it always uh, amuses me greatly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I I agree. Those are you know when there there's a big like the Grammys or the Oscars, they always bring out great commercials for those too. Um, yeah. Whereas they they probably do in in uh the UK also they pro- you know if you have a major award show they they probably pull out all the stops or or a major uh football game not not american football but like a uh, soccer who you know for those who don't understand what football is in every other country so, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, um, absolutely so how do you record and edit your shows um is it just something basic or do you have a, a people that help you out with with editing or production oh I wish. no uh i do i do it all um well zoe turns up obviously so she does that bit um i do the editing of the show and publish it and promote it yeah, I mean, so, I'll do the occasional social media post, but <laughs> very little. Mm-hmm. I I literally turn up. Uh, actually, that's not true. I maintain our spreadsheet that tracks the um, the each of the things that we've talked about each time to make sure that we don't repeat ourselves. But yeah, my uh, contribution is exceptionally minimal in comparison to Carla's. So when you do a show and you're re- you're doing the research for this specific day, do you each take uh, one part of it? Like one does the music part or one does the uh, movie or uh, how does that work out? Um, well, pretty much, I mean, to be fair, I think Zoe probably tells me what was number one on the days. Um, so she'll look that up. 
which fairly, you know, I shouldn't imagine that takes her too long. And then we'll both have a little look at the TV guide, um, see what's on. And re- there's not really any discussion. It's usually a, the, uh, like an odd text over WhatsApp, just say, I'll take this show unless you want it. It's quite civil. Um, and and that's it, really. I personally don't really do a lot of research because I've got this amazing memory where I remember everything, so I don't need to. I just go on to can tell you exactly what happened in 1982. But for those who are a bit more simple, like Zoe, she needs to... Um, research a little bit more so I think I think she does some looking up on YouTube would that be correct yeah I mean I occasionally when I look up the song or the film I will occasionally do have a quick listen to the song to remind myself and then I'll always be on IMDB for the film because I find that a good source of uh, of information about films and then yeah for the TV show I might just have a quick look at it you know, sometimes you think you know a TV show and then, um, well, I think you probably would have heard on the last episode, you get them mixed up and you think it's one thing and it actually ends up being another thing. Or you remember you really liked it, but you can't really quite recall exactly what it was about. Um, it is totally true that I have a really bad memory. So I do have to do a bit of research. And then I do have also the ability, which Carla doesn't, of being able to multitask. So whilst we're recording, I'm also uh, looking things up and finding out facts and things like that. So uh, it seems the kind of work that I'm, I do a little bit of work in the background and Carla does very little. And normally she's got more information than I have, despite the research that I've done. So uh, I do my best in keeping up with her. So how often uh, does the show get released? Um, we're fortnightly at the moment, probably from next year, we'll probably be every three weeks, um, just to give us a little bit from my point of view, it's quite time consuming to edit a a show. And especially because this isn't my only show, I do have two. So, um, you know, for instance, we'll, um, we'll record for about 40, 45 minutes. And out of that comes a 25 minute episode. You know, I'm chopping at least 20 minutes of every single show out. So it is it is quite time-consuming. Um, I'm not one of these people that like to release an episode as is, because if we did, we wouldn't still be going, quite quite honestly. Um, I think, as I said, I'm a big fan of podcasts that just put you know, through and the ifs and all of that, I think... Um, you know, you wouldn't you wouldn't release a TV show that wasn't edited. So why would you release a podcast that wasn't edited? So um, I do try to take sure that it's possible for listener to listen to, because um, I'm aware that neither of us, me in particular, have great accents. So the very least I can do is. Um, is You're both still there, correct? Yeah, yeah. I think Carla's cutting out a bit, isn't she? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm here. Yeah, you're, you're cutting out a little bit too, but I'm, I'm here. Okay, okay. 
Good. Okay. Well, continue. <laughs> so, um, what are your thoughts on um, pod fade and how do you avoid it? Do you just like step away from the computer or take a break or or what? Like for the holidays and you, you know, obviously you both have families and and other lives on you know on top of you know and jobs and and you know. So, what do you do to to keep? Uh, interested in doing it and not burn out um point of view all i'm doing is is talking to my friends so that's not that's not a hardship that's just me talking to someone for half an hour uh 40 minutes or whatever so you know, it's not like we're doing anything mad. I, I don't personally don't think we're being creative. I'm just recording a conversation with my friend. The editing does get a little much, which is why we're talking about going to every three weeks rather than every two weeks release. But, I, you know, I mean, if we started talking about a big problem, so uh, I, don't, I don't think it's for for us. Yeah, I think the same. I mean, what's good for me is now that I've got my daughter, my uh, my social life is not quite what it was. So, uh, um, you know, it just means that I can, uh, I get to be able to chat to Carla, uh, but also it's something to look forward to in the evening. You know, logistically sometimes for me, especially when my daughter was much younger and not sleeping as, as well, it was it was a bit trickier, so we might have to <laughs> just abandon a podcast one night and, and try it for another night. But um I'm gonna jinx it now. But Touchwood she's pretty she's pretty good sleeper now. So it means that once I've got her in bed, my evening's my own and we can uh we can do that. And I agree with Carly, it's just it's just us having a chat. I, I definitely get the easy end of the job. And and the other yeah, thing well, just on uh holidays is that we try to record um a couple at a time you know if we're feeling up for it um so that we've got a couple banked um and i think that's why what carla's saying about us doing three every three weeks next year would be a good call because it can sometimes mean that we're just going to go oh god we've got to get a date in the diary for us to record because we're due an episode and to give carla time to turn it around it just gets a bit tight so um um and yeah now that i'm no longer on maternity leave and all of those things um, every three weeks seems a bit more sensible. Mm-hmm. So, uh, are there any podcasts that you listen to regularly or uh, help support? I know that you're a part of um, uh, the uh, Brit Pod scene. So, um, correct. Can yeah. you tell me a little bit about that? Uh, yeah. So, um, I created Brit probably a year ago. I kind of just, um, I used to see lots of, when I first started podcasting, I just didn't know how I was going to get people interacting with me or anything. And I saw lots of hashtags um, for people like Podden Fam, all of that on, on Twitter. They all seem to be hashtagging each other. And I'm like, I, d- I don't really know this out. Just try and make it a little bit more niche. And I just reached out to, literally uh free random british podcast that i found on twitter i don't even think i um and somehow we formed brit pod scene which has now got 
over a hundred members of British podcasts, and it's you know it's gone beyond that we just retweet each other because actually that's quite a futile thing to do because all you'll end up with is a time for the retweets which no one wants to read. So the original idea of it is kind of out the window. But what we do do is um, support each other behind the scenes. We give each other tips. Um, a lot of people guest on each other's shows, um, and it, it, it's a community feel. And uh, it, it's a part of a, a because you find anything like that. Everyone just seems happy to support each other. But um, that's as regards to what I listen to, I think, um, well, to name check a few shows, I listen to Rough That the host of Rough actually created a pretty good Like Tom and Jack podcast, which um, a comedy podcast that you won't get a more British podcast than that. It's so funny, so dry, and so sarcastic. So um, I would definitely recommend anyone that enjoys British humour go and check them out. They'll be completely baffled by it, I'd imagine, which is great. Um, for film podcasts, I quite I, I enjoy Easy Rider's Raging podcast. He focuses on films from the 70s. That's quite interesting i'm guessing he's going to go into the 80s soon fingers crossed and uh i also like betamax video club who does what it says on the tin he does 80s movies so his daughter's just woken up so i'll carry on talking and um who else really so a couple of pod um pop podcasts so i like uh pop collaborate and listen who review all uh Albums from the 90s and Retro Chart Trivia, who talks a little bit about the 80s. So that's kind of my list. I don't think Zoe's got a list. So I do, but mine are more um, more of the mainstream ones that a lot of people in the UK listen to. So I do happen to listen to a few that are about parenting, or about having, having kids, um, having babies, which are um, niche, but they, uh, you know... When you uh, when you're up in the middle of the night doing feeding, they're always uh, they're always good ones to listen to to make you feel like you're not the only one who's up in the middle of the night doing feeding. Um, the first podcast I listened to was of course Serial, the one that everyone listened to. So um, I've I've listened to that and I've listened to a couple of others that are um, that are, uh, are made by the same people. Uh, but yeah, I, I tend to listen to famous people doing their podcasts, um, and they will be either talking, yeah, talking about children, they'll be talking about music, or talking about films. So um, I won't name check the famous ones, but but yeah, they're the ones that I I choose to go for. Mm-hmm. So what would you say is a common myth about podcasting? Um that everyone should do it. I think it's a terrible idea. I'm not even sure we should be doing it, to be honest. I think it's too easy. You just get on here. 
uh, some of the podcasts out there are truly terrible. And, you know, as I said, I might be including us in that. So um, I think you need uh, a good idea for a podcast. I think there's, it, it's almost it, it's saturated now with um, everything. So I think there's so much room for niche podcasts out there. I listen to um, a Colombo podcast. I mean, who would have thought that there's such a thing? But there is. It's great. Um, and I think that was a mistake that I first made when, when I launched my initial podcast. Was I did a film podcast, and it's like, okay, it does have a slight twist that it's a film that is in the theme park. or just got a ride dedicated to it. But it's such a saturated market. Why would they listen to what I've got to say about films when there's a million other people that have something way more interesting to say? So I think the biggest uh, kind of myth around it is that, is that you should just do one. I think you really need to sit down and think where is there, you know, just a slight gap in the market for something just a little bit different? Right. Yeah. Like, I, 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 you know, coming from personal experience, I mean, I did a music podcast before um, where I played music, and it, this was before, like, the whole copyright trademark thing. It was a, a big controversy, and, and people allowed you to, to play their music without their uh, being copyright problems <laughs> and things of that nature. So, and that was with my best friend. And once that started um, to come to light, we decided to stop so that musicians got paid for what they deserved to be paid for, uh, for their music to be, you know, on on the internet. So, um, yeah, I, I agree with that. <laughs> so. Um, but, I think on the uh, flip what, side of that, though, Sherry, is that also you um, you also think that you have to have a lot of equipment to do it. So whilst I agree with Carla, not everyone should be doing it. Those people who have got the good ideas, it doesn't stop them from from doing it. So you know you don't have to spend a lot of money on it. <laughs> um, I mean, you can, but there's also you know if people want to do it as kind of a hobby or whatever and not spend a huge amount of money on it that's also an option right i mean with with anchor you could just sit down with your phone and and make a podcast without spending any money you know so um you know the launch of that certainly um prompted a, a lot of people to start but yeah um exactly on on um, the other hand, how would you say that podcasting has improved or changed your life? Um, well, it's given me something to do, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> She's not um, even joking. <laughs> so, you know, unlike Zoe that had to wait for her life to slow down, not an issue for me. Um, I mean, I first, uh, the first podcast I ever listened to, and I'm going to pick Zoe up because she thinks the first one she listened to was Serial, but the first one we both listened to was the Ricky Gervais show. Oh, true. um, Was many, many years ago. Um, And he had a very funny, funny man called Carl Pilkington on it, who we both have a huge love for. And he's gone on to be quite famous in his own right. But 
um, I don't know where I'm going with this story. There was a point to it, and now I've lost it. <laughs> um, I could answer that question for Go you. Go for it. Thank um, you. I think the main thing for me has been really, A, uh, from a personal point of view, genuinely, it has been really nice to spend the time just chatting uh, rubbish with Carla. We'd, we'd do that, but we weren't um, seeing or speaking to each other on a really regular basis, whereas now we've always got some time where we just sit and chat about rubbish. Um, so I think it's really nice, and I do really enjoy um, the fact that people recognise that we've got that friendship that you know we can bounce off of each other. So I've really enjoyed that part of uh, you know of us working working in inverted commas together. Um, and then I think from uh, from the other point of view, it has been really useful for me from being a mum. I think. Carla might be rolling her eyes right now, but genuinely, there are some really good podcasts out there for um, for parents and for making them feel like, you know, the things that you're experiencing as a mum, you're not the only one experiencing. So I have to say, it's really handy to have access to some of those some of those people and those conversations that they have. I don't know how people had children for all those years before podcasts were no invented. Exactly. It's amazing, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. What what our generations before had to go through? Mm. <laughs> they had to read books. Now they don't have to read books. Now they can just listen to people chatting. Mm. Yeah, we had to get to the library to <laughs> to look yeah. for things, <laughs> or yeah, or bring exactly. out the bring out that big uh, encyclopedia. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and create the wheel and, <laughs> yeah, and things like absolutely. that. Yeah, so. <laughs> absolutely. I mean, then you can have access to too in, too much information now, right? So, like, you know, there's pros and cons of it, but. Oh, yeah. I I, I always tell people, you know, all of my single friends to always Google their next date. I'm like, you know, if if you want to find out something about someone, just Google them. You may or may mm. not find out something interesting or 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 scary about them. So Yeah, always a good call, I think. So uh is there any advice you'd give to someone who wants to podcast or would you just tell them to run as as fast as you can? <laughs> I think um, people need to people. I don't think when I first took it on, certainly realised just um to get not even so much get started. But half decent, like you're pretty much there. It's not an awful lot of expense to it. Um, it's, not, it's very frustrating getting listeners. Um, I it's very, very tough to get people to listen. Um, we've been extremely lucky with number one rerun that we've been featured a few times on our host Podbean's uh, front page on their app and website. So pure luck that, that we've managed to get our listenership up just because we've got exposure. But if you don't get a lucky break like that, yeah, it, it's tough. I think about um, 
advertising, marketing, all of those kind of hidden things. No one's just going to find you. There's so many people out there. So I think you need to think about the logo. I think you think about the name kind of being something quite an obvious name as to what the the show is about. And, um, yeah, just quite... I don't think you need to be too active on social media, but you certainly do need a presence on there and um, to, to post kind of semi-regular content. Yeah, I mean, so, uh, I, to be honest with you, I can't really comment on any of this because I don't do any of it. <laughs> <laughs> so um, are there any resources that have helped you on your way? Um, you know, you mentioned Podbean had featured your show, but are there like, are, are there any Facebook groups or any, you you know, you also created the, the Brit Pod scene that is very supportive, mm-hmm. but um, are, are there any re- other resources that have helped you along the way? Um, well, that's kind of why I created BritPod Scene, because I, I couldn't work out how to get into any of these resources. Um, now I'm, I'm a little bit more aware. There are Facebook groups. I've got to confess, um, neither of us are very active in the Facebook groups. They're, they're certainly, I would certainly recommend them as a great tool if you look up. Um, there's many many of them including a Britpod scene one which is nothing to do with me I don't run it um, Stacey from Rough Giraffe runs it but that's very interactive and giving and supporting so yeah just probably if I had my time again I probably would have done that at the start and tried to reach out to people that have been doing it a little bit longer rather than me try and fumble my way through it and try to create my group which site but I mean it worked out but yeah there was probably already people there yeah and I just took my lead from Carla I uh, expected her to be the old pro on these things so whatever she told me um, I've just gone along with basically yeah I mean so much easier I learned on the first audio is terrible we hadn't worked out it properly um you know so all of those stumbles by the time the second one came along and, and i was more ready to go and i will give zoe a compliment in that because she knows i'm editing it she's very good at staying on topic um and tries not to drift in and out of you know it's very with a friend to suddenly drift off into something that you can't air. You know, there's many things that need to be cut out because, you know, we swearing, for instance, we don't like that in the podcast. Um, and it's very easy to go off on a tangent. And to, to Zoe's credit, she knew how much I struggled with podcasts that I do with my other friends. So she does try and stay on track and it just makes it that little bit easier to edit and also it makes the episode flow a little bit more you can't see the cuts quite as obviously if you're kind of on the same topic all the way through it yeah I mean sometimes I just can't help myself but have to make a comment but then I do say to Carla at the beginning of that you're going to have to cut this bit out so at least it gives her a you know when she's editing it it gives her a sign that the next bit of waffle that I'm going to say is going to not make it to the cut at the end Mm -hmm. Mm mm-hmm 
<laughs> well, that, that's a good cue. I mean, and and I think a lot uh, more people should use that <laughs> in, yeah. in their in their podcasting. <laughs> so, I mean, I I know now what sh- what will make the cut and what won't. She's, you know, I've, we've been doing it for over a year now, so I've I'm learning now what what will she will include so and I know what her limits are um, and we can be both be quite opinionated people and uh, we don't necessarily want people to hear quite our strong opinion on you know some controversial subjects so I always say to her okay you're not going to be able to say this part but yeah we would try to keep like anything remote So, you know, no one wants to know our heavy opinions on anything. So, yeah, it's, um, we'll always try to keep it quite light. Yeah. <laughs> so a, a little bit of um, something, a, a fun question before uh, we wrap up. So um, if you could invite three people, dead or alive, to dinner, who would they be? I'll go first because Zoe will freak out if she goes first because she doesn't like being put on the spot. But also, so, I bet you've already thought about this question. Oh, a million times. Yeah, I mean, I don't, my brain doesn't think like this, but I know Carla has thought about, well, as you will have probably heard, Jerry, when she does things, she's thought about the lists for things all the time. So, okay, yeah, please, Carla, fill the time whilst I can, uh, I can think well, about it myself. Um, yeah. Uh, well, first one will be uh, someone I mentioned earlier, Carl. Um, he's just the funniest man alive. So, uh, to be honest, I'd be quite happy just to have Carl Pilkington at the time. No one. I would take, definitely take him. Um, I'm a huge Iron Maiden fan. So, for me, I would have to have uh, Steve Harris, who's the founder of the bass player. Um, I would definitely have him. And lastly, maybe um, friends. So I'd have Jennifer Aniston, I think, because she just seems nice. She just seems like a nice person that would like, you know, maybe help do the washing up afterwards or something. So I think the uh, be my ideal guests. Oh God! And still you filled, and still I can't come up with people. Um, so the person that springs to mind, this is really corny, but I would uh, think um, the Queen. I think the Queen is a really fascinating person, and I would just love to know, like the get the inside scoop on what happens in the in Buckingham Palace. Uh, it might be because I've watched The Crown just lately, so that's probably a bit uppermost in my mind at the moment. Uh, I really struggle with other people. Um, just from a personal point of view, I'd really like my granddad to be there, I guess. My granddad uh, was one of those ones that was full of great stories, um, and he was a bit of a joker. Uh, I think he would be just good entertainment um and who would i have i probably need someone there maybe a chef because i'm not the greatest cook 
So probably I'd need someone there that could do a bit of um, bit of cooking. I'd say Jamie Oliver just to upset Carla because um, oh. he's not one of her favourite people. Certainly um, not. I can't stand no. the guy. She can't stand him. But probably not Jamie Oliver, but one of the uh, one of the other chefs. Um, I do like my good food, so it'd be good to have someone there that could that could draw me up a little Michelin star meal. Um, to serve to everybody and now Zoe's made me look really out of order because she and you know I didn't because I what because you I did chose what? a family member oh only because no not at all I'll oh, pull I... on the heartstrings oh Zoe the nice one look at Carla with her Iron Maiden devil I know the one the just the throwaway one <laughs> Yeah, well, that's the difference between you and I. <laughs> to be fair, I, I mean, you know, it's as it's. I'd probably, if you ask me tomorrow, uh, the question again, I'd probably come up with different people. So don't feel too badly about it. Carla, you wouldn't you remember just... what she said you asked tomorrow? It's very stupid. Yeah, it's true. Well, um, I, I live in Florida, and Miko uh, McLean has a, a restaurant in Florida. So, oh, amazing. Um, he has a, yeah, he has a, a barbecue uh, restaurant. Um, it's in, uh, oh gosh, he's doing a 10th anniversary bash. Um, it's it's near Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Mm-hmm. So that's, and um, it's very that's good. the drama from Iron um, Maiden, Zoe. Nico I lives was, in Florida. I was assuming it was something Iron Maiden related. I, that's why I didn't ask the question. Yes, the drummer. The drummer lives in, in Florida. And a lovely guy he is too. Yes, I have heard. One one of my friends go, attends there, uh, his parties every year, and she's met him several times. And, and she's a huge Iron Maiden fan, as am I, but she's a, a borderline, um, uh, <laughs> I, I can't say stalker because... <laughs> She doesn't stalk them at all, but she's mildly mm-hmm. obsessed with them or, or greatly obsessed with them. So um, nice one. But yeah. So um, anyway, so uh, how would you um, guide people to listen to your show if they haven't already? Where can they locate you to to listen? Um, we're on uh, every podcast player, to my knowledge. Um, so anyone that's got access to uh, a podcast app, so if you've got an Apple phone, you'll already have it downloaded to that podcast, or uh, there's many different Android options. Too. So uh, just type in number one rerun, and we will come up. Uh, so Spotify, if, uh, if you've got that. So yeah, pretty, I mean, we're in too many places, if, if anything. <laughs> They can't escape us. No. <laughs> so if someone wants to send in a date to cover in a future episode, uh, how can they do that? Oh, this is my bit. This is the bit I do on the web on the uh, on the podcast, Sherry, mm-hmm. so I'll take this. So they can submit a date. Um the date has to be any date between nineteen seventy eight and the present day because that's our lifetime. So we don't profess to know anything about uh anything that happened before our lifetime. We just about can cover what happened in our lifetime. Um and they can submit a date either through social media, so on Facebook, Instagram or Twitter at number one rerun. 
or they can uh, send us an email. So our email address is number one rerun at hotmail.com. Or they can submit a review. So we did have uh, one of our uh, listeners submitted a review uh, through iTunes, a five-star review, of course, and put a, a date in there. And we were like, aha, this is an excellent way for us to be getting dates from people. So we've had a few submitted that way. Um, and we've also, you know, we've also had friends who've submitted things as well. So we tend to get them from, well, we've got them from pretty much all of those different sources, haven't we, Carla? Yeah, we've got them from every. And we, you know, we we do have quite a lot of friends trying to get their dates on the show. To kind of, I don't want to do a whole batch of just people that we know, not fair. You know, to, we try to rotate between people that have sent them in, people we know, and also fellow podcasters seem obsessed with sending the dates as well, which which is fine. But we try to even it out so that everyone gets a, a fair go. Yeah. The other thing is that um, we really like it when, so obviously the natural assumption is that people are going to give their date of birth. And actually we really like it when people come up with more random dates. So people, they might tell us this, their 16th birthday or the day that they met their husband or, you know, some, some other random dates. And we really appreciate those because uh, it mixes things up a bit. And, and eighties are obviously always the popular ones. And, uh, we both talking about love talking about the eighties, especially Carla. She she should have just stayed in the eighties. Um, mm-hmm. But at dates from any other of the decades are also really really welcomed, and it's fun for us sometimes to be talking about things that are, that are outside of that those eighties. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I I think um, I had a couple of friends submit dates, and they they did the date of birth, which was the eighties. And then when they actually listened to the show. They were like, oh, well, we couldn't really relate to it because we don't remember it because it was the day we were born. I'm like, well, that's why you should pick the day you were born. Pick a day where you're going to remember what was on telly so that you're, it's actually going to mean something to you. Try and think outside the box a little bit, I yeah. would suggest. Yeah, exactly. So I have a date, which which I will do. I'll, I'll uh, post a review on, on iTunes and, no, and submit my date. You don't need to give us a review. You can just give it to us. We're friends. No. Fine. And well, well, yeah, but I mean, I like to, you know, I like your show. You two no. obviously, um, you know, ha- have a great time with each other. You could tell, um, you know, and I, I love the, the banter between you two. I, I love the, con- you know, the, even, even though you think that you're talking about rubbish you know you you could tell that there's a, a real friendship there and and only uh true friends can be sarcastic with each other and not be <laughs> not feel hurt <laughs> Yeah, we do pride ourselves on the fact that we haven't ever really had a... Well, we, no, we've never argued, we've never, right? We've never had an argument. We've never no. had an argument. No. We might have had some uh, cross words occasionally, but never never had an argument. Never an argument. Never. Never right. a screaming match or anything like that. Maybe we do one, Carla. Well, I mean, I'm willing to give it a go. Yeah, let's try. <laughs> So, um, any anything that I didn't cover that you'd like to to uh, point out or um, tell the listeners about, or have I covered what? Um, enough. Job and uh, yeah, we've um, we've been listening to you. Well, Zoe's been listening to your show uh, today. I listened to it last week, and we were both saying how much we really enjoyed. It. To hear people kind of uh, not talking about their 
their chosen topic of uh, what their podcast is about. So, um, yeah, we really we really like your concept of a podcast, and uh, very um, very honoured that you asked us to be on it. Yeah, you realise that people there's some great ideas out there. You know, some of the ones. I mean, I was listening to your latest one today about the guys that have set up this effectively this uh, sitcom that's all around Star Wars, and you're like, wow. How do people come up with these ideas? Like, it's really impressive. So, uh, yeah, I think it's a great idea, really a great idea. And uh, giving the platform to other people to be able to showcase what they do, I think, is, is really good. Thanks. Well, um, before we go, um, do you have any closing thoughts that you'd like to share um, That who are just discovering you or people that have been listening to you for a long time? I mean, the main thing I would say is that thank you to the guys that listen because we still find it really strange that people listen to us just having a chat. Um, normally on a it's normally on a Saturday night, you know, because we're not big party animals, so we find it really strange that people are actually listening to us. Um, so we do really appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, we we really do, and and we really appreciate people that actually send in uh, dates as well involved. It's um, it it blows my would bother to. Yeah. Well, Carla and Zoe from uh, Number One Rerun, thank you so much for coming on to your podcast or mine, and thank you to everyone listening. We'll see you Thanks, again. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you.